This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Keep swinging, Ty. The average Major League Baseball salary is $4.2 million, they just told me in the Sports Center update. That's a sports play right there, everybody. I've told you, I've said this before, I've had this conversation with Maurice Jones-Drew years ago when he was in the Jags locker room, and I, I remember just even, like, the kids must have been, shoot, I don't know, six years old or something, and say, yeah, play baseball. It's like, yeah. tell them to keep playing baseball. Yeah. It's like, yeah. those contracts are pretty good compared <laughs> to the NFL. And so it always got me, th- I always remember that. Um, by the way, not because I think Ty's going to make it to the major leagues, okay? Um, let's hope. Maybe. Yep. Dreams. Keep Absolutely. The dream. Keep the you dream have going. The dreams. Go work hard. You never know. Um, but I think more so it just tells the story of, and I, I wonder this, and now I really think the NBA would be right here with it. But if you take a really good athlete mm-hmm. and you are just a business person, right, and, and say you're one of these – I don't know, dads, agents, whatever, and you're like, hey, my kid's awesome in football. My kid's awesome in basketball. My kid's awesome in baseball. Mm -hmm. Which sport would you tell them to go to for longevity, business decisions, pay, all that stuff? And football would be third in in a distant way because it's just not guaranteed. I mean, you put your body on the line. You you might risk the most in terms of your health, most likely. And there's nothing guaranteed, well, very little guaranteed in, in the grand scheme of things. NBA salaries are crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Major League Baseball salaries are crazy as well, especially at the elite level. Uh, so I would guess either one of those would make the most sense, and and yeah. probably more the NBA because it's 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 kind of more the pop culture hip. Oh yeah, game, I mean right? if, if that's what your 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 kid would be into. From but a marketing stand from a know? marketing standpoint, yeah, um, yeah, and like I'm not sure like what the average NBA player is making right now in the league. But yeah, it's it's kind of like you said. Um, football is definitely third, you know, because it's just in terms of violence and like the longevity. What is it? Two and a half years is the average lifespan of a football player yeah. in the NFL. So, yeah, you're not making a lot of money. They're usually the the, the, the you know the stats say. But um, I, I mean, I think I think the NBA. I don't know. Like, if you want to compare longevity from MLB to NBA, I think it's comparable. But I think MLB is probably the easiest on your body. Yeah, I, I do too. I, and I say, like, I don't, I cringe when people say that, although I know what they're saying. I think they're probably right. There's less devastating injuries. Yeah. Although the wear and tear on your body of 162 game season. Oh, and yeah. And that, that, uh, that or you could choke on a sunflower seed and hurt yourself. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot of things that can happen in baseball. Uh, Tear yeah. a hamstring or something, pull a quad. I, I, I do think the travel in baseball is crazy and the nonstop playing. Now, basketball's got a rigorous schedule, too. There's a lot of travel. Mm-hmm. and But even back-to-back nights, you play back-to-back nights in basketball, and people are like, oh, my gosh, play back-to-back nights. Yeah. I mean, you're doing you, you play a, a game that finishes up at 11 a lot of times uh, in baseball, and you play again at 1, mm-hmm. you know, the next day. Mm-hmm. So, and again, I mean, there could be, well, there's not going to be a flight involved in that. But uh, anyway, I, I just wonder. The the other thing I would say this, if in my scenario, mm-hmm. you might point to baseball even over basketball simply because of this reason. There's a heck of a lot less roster spots True. in the NBA. And True. really, if you're going to average the millions, you really need to be in like the top seven or eight, most likely, mm-hmm. um, to to really make an impact in basketball. So your odds are less in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, so eh, interesting. Though I will say this: in in see minor league baseball, you get paid like nothing. 
Correct. I mean, it's awful. Yep. You really should get paid a heck of a lot. You feel like you're a pro baseball. Boy, that, that is like the no, biggest getting, mischaracterization. Getting drafted means nothing. <laughs> you play pro ball? Yeah, I get like uh, $300 a week. Yeah, getting, <laughs> you know? getting drafted, I mean, essentially, like you know, it's not like the NFL. If you get drafted, you're, you're taken care of for at least a couple of years. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a totally different thing. Um, but in the, if you misfire in the NBA, let's mm-hmm. just say you're a guy like uh, – <laughs> who's BYU? Jimmer. Jimmer Fredette. Sure. Uh, and – NBA, it doesn't work. Well, you go over to China and you score at 80-something points a game and you're making probably pretty good money, yeah. right? I mean, I feel like Stefan Marbury is over there for like three decades playing. Yeah. yeah. Or, or even the fallback, the fail-safe is if you don't make it to the show, mm-hmm. meaning the NBA, you can go play in Europe and you can make a healthy living. Okay. You don't make it to the show in the big leagues, you're probably not making a healthy living. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's that, not that fallback. It's just interesting. So yeah. if you have a three-sport stud... Okay, this is the conversation for you. Correct. We just narrowed down a lot of the audience. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> but it got me thinking with 4.2 million. That's not where I was going at the top of the show, but that's where I went. We're here. Uh, six wins, Jaguars, mm-hmm. uh, which is interesting because usually these are five and a half or six and a half yeah. or whatever, but six win projected total. Yeah. Let me say this before we want to go get sunshine and rainbowy or or doom and gloom and hold the phone, stop the car, all this stuff. I think that's a reasonable total the odds makers are putting out for the Jacks. Yeah, especially a 17-game season as well. Keep in mind, you add one game. Great point, which is very forgettable at the moment, right, until we get there. Yep. You kind of forget about that. Mm-hmm. So 17-game season. Mm-hmm. And the, what I've said to a lot of folks when they say, hey, how good can they be? I'm like, Come on. I, I mean, I am super positive guy, but I think the realistic way to look at the Jags this year is I'd be a little disappointed if they don't get – I'd be definitely disappointed if they don't get to five. Mm-hmm. I'd be a little disappointed if they do sit at six, but I'd be a little surprised if they got up to like eight. You know, it's like a it's a it's a small range for me because okay. and the, the how I do it is I say okay, let's say Urban's good for a win, let's say Trevor's good for a win, uh, and and then I also think there are four to five games last year the Jaguars I think lost by four points or less that you could flip at least half of those games around, mm-hmm. and Jags shouldn't have been maybe a one in fifteen team mm-hmm. uh, because of that. You know, you could easily make the case so. That's what I say. So somewhere in there is five, six, seven wins, depending on how you want to calculate it. That's what I say to most folks. I mean, I think the ceiling of this team that it feels like going in is like eight. Mm -hmm. The holy cow, what a year that would be, would be like, oh, my gosh, they went from one win to nine. Yeah. You know, like I, I just that's the way I look at them. So what do you got? Six wins? Is it about right? I think, yeah, I mean, like six wins. Listen, Vegas knows exactly what they're doing. Right. So. Six wins out of 17 games, I think it's definitely doable. Um, I'm kind of stuck on either five or six wins. Like, I don't think it's going to be over six. I don't think it's going to be seven wins for the Jacksonville Jaguars this year. Now, maybe we'll we'll see. You know, I I very well could be wrong. But I just look at going from last year's team to this year's team now. You know, what has all changed? Obviously, we're talking about a bunch of defensive pieces right now, uh, a new scheme, all that kind of stuff. I do like their defense a lot better already, even on paper. I haven't even seen a lick of preseason, you know, even the first game of the year. Like I, this defense, in my opinion, is worlds better than what you had last year. And that's just by going off of what I think Joe Cullen's going to bring to the table and just the, the free agents that they, they signed in the offseason. So I like what their defense is doing. Offense, well, you figure they're going to get an upgrade now, right? Because you got Trevor Lawrence coming into town. That's an upgrade over Gardner Minshew. You have essentially maybe the same wide receiving core with a couple maybe extra added pieces here or there. So I think I think six wins is what I'm going to take him at. 
But if I was going to go over-under, I'd still probably go under right now. I think the Houston Texans, that's two easy wins right there. And if you want to go from the schedule and look at, you know, top to bottom, I think there's four wins to get easily to. That's interesting. Uh, that's a good point. You know, you haven't looked at a team like, hey, that could be an easy win. And Houston, <laughs> easy is a little bit crazy, right, in, in the league you played in. But mm-hmm. uh, well, you do look and, at them. And keep and, in mind, Houston right now is set at four and a half wins. I, you know, I, I think there are a couple of interesting things about this. I know we're way, we'll probably change our minds down the road or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we always say, let's wait till the schedule comes out. And I think one of the goofiest things we do, although it's a fun thing we do, is predict the schedule because yeah. the NFL is the most un- unpredictable engine there is. Uh, that's why half the teams usually miss the playoffs the next year. Mm-hmm. But it's fun to do. I get it. But I think it's also like this silly exercise that we do because it is so unpredictable. Uh, in that sense, I, I, I think the Jags usually are right around the four and a half win total. Like we've seen them at five and a half, four and a half. I don't know this, but take like the 2017, 18 window out. If you go back the last like almost decade, I'm not sure people have projected the Jags for as high as six wins. Like I seriously think it might be like five, five and a half the most. Mm-hmm. Again, take 17 and 18 out, take that window out. I'm not sure these betting places have had the Jags much over five and a half wins. I, I can't remember one. And I'm like, oh, you guys don't believe in the Jags. Sure. Come on. They're going to get over five and a half wins. Yeah. Put a, put the house on it. <laughs> Three it's and aggressive. 13. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And they're always right. I'm like, what the? Yeah. You know, so I, I think it says a lot, Austin, about the respect for Urban Meyer. Yeah. And the the addition of Trevor Lawrence immediately and the belief of, uh, of Trevor Lawrence immediately here in Jacksonville. And listen, Vegas and other places, they sell a lot on emotion. Yeah. And so they're feeling the emotion of the Jags and people are going to talk about them. And so it might inflate them a little bit. I get that. Mm-hmm. But I think that's significant. It says one win, a one win Jacksonville Jaguar team that has been just awful, really, for the last 12 years. Yeah. And they think six wins because of essentially the addition of Urban and Trevor. I guess it says a lot about those two guys that are coming in to hopefully change this franchise around. So it's interesting because if you want to go by the MGM totals here and the Jaguars they have for this one, it's six and a half. So, yeah, while, while I think six, six and a half is fair, if you look at the grand scheme of the NFL, of, what, of all the teams that they ranked and everything, the, the Jaguars, according to them, are the fourth worst team in the entire NFL. Yeah, yeah. Tied with the Bengals, uh, better than the Jets, the Lions, and the Texans. So what are the Jets uh, in the six? So And what are the Bengals? Uh, the Bengals would be six and a half, so they're tied okay, with Jacksonville. Tied with yep. And then we have the Eagles at seven, the Giants at seven, the Bears at seven, uh, the Raiders at seven and a half. And what is significant here, and we have to do this now because we've been trained to a 16-game season and what records are, right? Eight and eight, nine and seven, those kind of things. I think we do have to train ourselves about that 17th game. Correct. So what you can tell, say, Brent, hey, you're talking about six wins, but really it's a five. It's potentially like a five and a half. Yeah. You know, they get an extra half a bump because yep. of the 17-game season. So I understand that. Like, uh, I'm still not processing that completely in all sure. my thoughts, yeah. but I understand that if you check yourself on that front. Have you seen all the team totals? I, I have. I saw, obviously, the Chiefs and, okay. and Bucks were high. So I was going to ask you, like, if you were to put the the house on one bet of one team, like, who you think is ranked too high or too low, what would you do? But if you hit, I mean, this is this is all of them. Uh, let's save it so I can okay. take a look. We'll yep. save it for a couple minutes, and I'll, in the break, I'll take a look at them all. But uh, the Jets are interesting to me. So you go from a two-win Jets team. Mm-hmm. Did they get two or did they end up with three? They end up with two, right? Two and 14? Or did they win an extra one there that made it three? 
It's a good I don't question. care. They had more than one. Yes, you, yes, exactly. That's all that matters, man. Uh, the Jets. Has anybody said Marcus May Flowers they, yet or anything? They, they won two games last year. The Jets won two games. I mean, where's games. Jags Twitter to send Marcus May something? That was a heck of a breakup <laughs> in the Rams game. Yeah, for sure. I hear you. Or, you know, Frank Gore as well. Well, Gore as well is right. Gore, yeah. I mean, Gore, I mean, we're we, we going to send him something for his, like, Hall of Fame, yeah. you know, speech or something. Is he something. coming back? Or is he done? I, know, I, I think he said he announced he was done. Okay. Uh, maybe I'm not right about that. All right, so, so sorry, Jets had two. Yes. So the Jets are right around the same as the Jags. Jets uh, are at six wins, correct. Jets or Jaguars only? Who are you buying more into? Jaguars. After what they've done, where they were, and what they've got. I've, yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I like Salah a lot. They might sure. have Zach Wilson, who's very good. Like, I think the Jaguars were the better team last year, even though the record doesn't reflect that. And I think they have the better personnel, uh, even last year. But now, obviously, this year, too, with all the free agent accusations that they've signed, I think the Jaguars have them beat. And I think Trevor Lawrence is better than Zach Wilson off the get-go. So give me the Jaguars over the Jets. They they did. Are you a big Salah fan? Yeah, I mean, you think yeah. he's going to be do well? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think he's good for New York because I think New York needs a, a complete uh, makeover and you know that they need a complete culture change. And I think Robert Sala can do that for him. Yeah, I, I'm a big believer in Sala. I like him. Yeah. I think he's going to be a star. Mm-hmm. All right. If if they didn't get Urban Meyer, and I'm happy with Urban Meyer here in Jacksonville. I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of pluses to it as there's curiosities as well. Uh, but any new I mean, Sala, there'd be curiosities about. But I think Sala's going to be a stud. I think he's going to be a star. Yeah. Uh, and and it's probably a little bit of bias that we have around. I mean, the folks that covered the Jags and know him a little bit. Uh, good man. Great story. All the stuff. But I, I seriously, I genuinely think he's going to be really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've tried to get by all that other stuff. Um so, and I think, you know me, I think Zach Wilson's going to be a good player. Uh, now, I'm hopeful here for the Jags that he's not better than Trevor Lawrence, but I think he's going to be a good player. I think all of these quarterbacks are going to be, these top four or five quarterbacks are going to be good. So, and I like what the Jets said. I think they did some really good things. I, I, I agree with what you said, though. The Jags felt like they were better on paper. They should have been better as a football team than one in 15. Now, yeah. I'm not telling you they should have gone to the playoffs and, and all this shoulda, coulda, woulda stuff. No. But they were better. That was, The Jags, for the first time in franchise history, have the number one overall pick. I have witnessed with my own eyes in the 13 years I've been here worse teams than mm-hmm. the one I saw last year. Mm-hmm. I, and, and yet, record-wise, draft position-wise, all that stuff, people say, Brent, no, you haven't. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, I get that. But... I just I feel like what you feel. I I feel I'm, from I think there was I think they were fortunate to be one in fifteen in a sense, and fortunate that the Jets won a couple of games, and fortunate to land in this spot. Mm-hmm. But I do, I don't necessarily think they're Kansas City of two thousand and thirteen when they went two and four fourteen and got the number one pick and got Eric Fisher. Well, no, like, I don't think they're that. Well, they had what? They, they had six, six Pro, Pro Bowlers. Bowlers. Yeah, so but it's not even close. Austin, people think Brandon Linder played at a Pro Bowl level. Miles Jack, Brandon, I thought played at a Pro Bowl level. James Robinson played at the Pro Bowl level. You can make the case for a so few there's guys. Three, but you, you, no, you don't. Because I mean, keep in mind. I went from the Jaguars to the Kansas City Chiefs team. So I saw the talent that they had. The Jaguars aren't in the same ballpark right now. Yeah. From well, that, I'm from not trying team. to make the case. I'm just okay. telling you the Jags do have some. Josh yeah, Allen missed the whole bowlers. year. Yeah. By the way, one of the pro bowlers on that Chiefs team was like Colquitt, the punter, I think. Sure, sure. Right? Yeah, so, yeah. And by the way, the Jags have a pretty good punter, too. Yeah. <laughs> right? No, you're not lying so, there. Um, but like, if you want to go from last year, though, and take a look at the Jets and what they brought to the table, I mean, the quarterback position – 
if you want to give the edge to Sam Darnold, so be it. But I, I can't even feel comfortable doing that. But wide receivers, I'm taking the Jaguars. Running back, taking the Jaguars. Offensive line, taking the Jaguars. Defensive line, probably advantage Jets. Linebackers, I would take the Jaguars. Uh, corners, mm, could be a horse apiece. But this year, obviously, now I'm taking the Jaguars. So. You, would, you would take the Jaguars? Yeah, yeah. I feel like they got a little something to prove to me get there. But on paper, they're certainly well much improved. Yeah, so there's, there's just there's a lot more to like from the Jaguars' perspective than the Jets have right now. Let me ask you this. This is going to be a really – this is a tough one because we're not in New York covering the Jets day in, day out. Mm-hmm. But do you th- – who has the more challenging cultural flip in Sala and in, in getting rid of the, the gay stench and, and everything else that's happened in New York for a bit? You're already playing second fiddle to the Giants down there, all this stuff. Uh, down there, up there. Uh, the, obviously, the, the media market, they, you know, all of it. Yeah. Or Urban – who is trying to kind of reset this organization uh, after the Ramsey and Ngakwe in a couple of miserable years and uh, 12 out of 13 miserable years, you know? I mean, who do you think has the the bigger cultural upheaval uh, at the at, – you know, in terms of trying to fix this thing? Is it Salah or is it Urban? I think it's Urban because this is Urban's first crack at it. Okay. Yeah, Rob, Robert point. Sala's been around NFL, you know, teams for a while, so he kind of gets the inner workings of, of how teams are, are, you know, are managed and, and how they work and everything like that and different player personalities. Urban's coming from college. Obviously, the college game to the pro game is a little different. Now, he's going to have help from coordinators and you know, I'm, I'm not worried about that. But if you're asking me who has more of a challenge, I think it's Urban getting that message across for the very first time as opposed to Robert Sala, who's been in and out of NFL locker rooms for a while now. I would say this, and I don't – again, we don't cover the Jets day in, day out, but I think even Jets fans are a little leery of their ownership. Hmm. And I don't think Jags fans are. And Jags fans well, know with yeah. – well, I think Jags fans know he's – Shot Khan's going to spend. Sure, and, and Urban's yes. going to get what he needs and what he wants to, to fix it. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm just I don't saying know if, I don't know if the Jets feel that same way about Salah is my point. No, no, you're right about that. But then, like, if, you know, the, the whole viability thing comes to issue when you well, talk about different. the ownership. I'm talking okay, about okay, resources. Like, are you, you. Going, are you going to be like – like, Cincinnati, the people there – again, we took that trip. There mm-hmm. is a sincere disconnect in Cincinnati between – the hope of what they can be, even though they have Burrow and they have a younger team, and it's all because they're just not sure the owner's going to be willing to spend and give them what they need. Sure. You know, and I'm not talking just spend in New York, but give them all the stuff they need to flip this thing and get it going in the right direction. And maybe, in fairness, the Jets don't need as much, right? They got a stadium. They got, maybe they don't. Yeah. But it certainly feels like here in Jacksonville, and I think this is a hard thing to feel from, like, outside of Jacksonville. But the reason Urban here is here, maybe Trevor Lawrence, but it's also because the owner says, hey, whatever you need, yeah. right? He's ready to write whatever you need. And by the way, he's already written a lot. I mean, Shad Khan, has, it's not like he's been unwilling to spend, mm-hmm. but I think he's going to spend tenfold with Urban as the head guy. Yeah. So uh, that'll be an interesting thing to follow. Who can flip that culture quicker? Uh, and one of the great culture builders really in college football history is Urban Meyer. Mm-hmm. So he does have a record of being able to change that around. Can he do it at the NFL level? You just asked the question, who would you put money on over under of that list? Mm-hmm. Like, which what's the best bet to make? Mm-hmm. And take a look at it at the break. We come back and we answer it when we come back. A lot of football here on a Friday, but we get some other things as well. Hope you're having a good week, everybody. Heading into the weekend in style. Do it with us. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. 
Brent Martineau. I played I finished hey. second, right? I lost in the championship to you. Austin Lane. Hey, you know what? You didn't win, okay? That's I, all that matters. I didn't win. Don't, don't worry what you did last year. You no. didn't win. I okay. didn't win, and I auto-drafted. <laughs> Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. There's a little bit of a sobering of an Andrew Luck effect of, look, Andrew Luck was a great player, had some injuries, and he walked away. And... You know, Trevor Lawrence is someone that's earned the right to have generational wealth. You know, just his endorsement deals will take care of that. And in the back of their mind, I'm not saying you're not going to draft him, but I thought those comments were a little bit, not alarming, but something to take note of. And he's a guy that obviously, like, has been above the fray for a long time, and he's earned it. But um, I would certainly take note of it. That's Mike Tannenbaum. We've had him on the show before. Works for ESPN. And it's an interesting perspective because that's a front office guy Yeah. when it comes to the Trevor Lawrence article. Listen, I don't think we can just sit here and homer up on this one and be like, well, I can't believe you'd say something like that. Mm-hmm. Listen, I had no problem with the article. I had no problem with what he said. But I also think we all read that article and we were like, some people are going to have a problem with what he said here. Right? Some people are going to pick it apart. I guess, I, guess I, I didn't foresee that happening. You didn't? I didn't have the part. No, because uh, no, I, I really didn't. Yeah, I just, I, well, I thought more from the fan perspective. I, I didn't think maybe the front office perspective. So it's interesting to hear Tannenbaum say it. Sure. Here's the thing. When you get a franchise quarterback at number one, when you get any player at, at in the top, say, 10 or 12 or, or probably in the first round. Yeah. You, you have a vision of, I want this guy for like six to eight years. Mm-hmm. Okay. On most positions. Well, in quarterback, you have a vision. I don't know what the time frame is, but I feel like it's like 12 years, right? You're like, uh, give me the over-under of where you you hit on a franchise quarterback. How long do you expect that quarterback to be with your organization? I would say it's over 10 Mm -hmm. and probably somewhere between 10 and 12. Okay. Right? Yeah. And so I think from Tannenbaum's point of view, and again, Brady has – messed this up a little bit and Manning. I mean, they've changed the kind of, you might be with a team 18 years. You might even go to another team. You might, whatever. And now I think, I think now everybody's like, hold on tight. Russell Wilson almost moved. He's been there for nine years. He's an MVP candidate every year. He's a Super Bowl champ. And he almost moved. You know, think I, he almost moved. We're not well, how close yeah, maybe, that was. Yeah. We're not sure Matthew about that. Matthew Stafford, though, with the, with that arm, with those yeah. credentials, he mo- you moved him? Mm-hmm. So with the money being made, you're more apt to move now and not stay in the same place. Mm-hmm. Bottom line is, your expectation, Trevor Lawrence is very good. How long do you think he will be in Jacksonville? I think a guy like Tannenbaum's probably thinking of that when he says it. He's like, okay, I have my expectation that he's going to be here 12 years. Did he just tell us, though, that he could retire like at 8, 9, 10 years and be like, I'm done with it, I've done enough? I think that's why Tannenbaum kind of says what he says. Sure. But w- once again, we go back to the case and study of because he said that football, you know, isn't the biggest thing in his life. Like, that's – that means nothing. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Well, listen, but you, I think it's, you, I think it's you, a you know, hyper-reaction to it. I agree. You, yeah, because you, you, you know read all the way down it. to the end where I want to be the best ever. Well, you can't play eight years in the NFL and, and qualify yourself as like the best ever. Yeah, exactly. At, at that position. Now, listen, yeah. Barry Sanders kind of did a little bit of that. Calvin Johnson's going to be in the Hall of Fame, and he didn't play this 12, 15-year career. Some guys can. Well, with Calvin, though, it's about the money. I mean, yeah. that's why, you know, like there, there's other factors in play here. Now, assuming that you pay Trevor Lawrence, whatever Trevor Lawrence wants, when that, you know, that second contract comes up, we should have zero issues. It's just we're putting so much weight over one quote, and that's fine. But I just feel like the guy has brought more to the table in terms of his resume and the other things that he said and what others say about him as well. Like, like to me, like if you want to know what kind of person somebody is, 
What do his peers say about him? What do his coaches say about him? They all speak very highly of him as a leader and as a competitor. That's all you got to know. Yeah. Listen, I agree. Um, I'm going to say this because seriously thinking, how long do you think? Let's say Trevor Lawrence is going to be good. We all feel like that. Yeah. How long is he here in Jacksonville, though? Like uh, before this even quotes came out and stuff like that, how long do you think for him to be a successful run, best quarterback ever in franchise history uh, in this day and age where quarterbacks are moving now, it seems like, you know, and guys are making at sooner or later, he's going to make when it's time for him to get his payday after leading the Jags to however many wins and all these great seasons and MVP candidate. Trevor Lawrence is going to demand some fifty five million dollars to play the quarterback position. Sure. You know, yeah. so uh, a year, by the way, that is. Um so how long is realistic in Jacksonville? I mean, is that uh, is is twelve years, fifteen years? Like, what would you be oh, disappointed man, no, if? Oh man, like twelve, 15 is super aggressive. That is aggressive. That's, I mean, to me, that's that, that's very aggressive. I think that if Trevor Lawrence plays at least eight or nine years in Jacksonville, um, I think that would be a, a very great career for him. Wow, uh, but you know, what you're saying, some... and what you're saying though, is uh, eight or nine years, and then move on probably to another team because it's the way the business works now. So it's the way the business model ha- has shown us, you know. And then it comes down to you know how long Urban Meyer is going to be around, if there's going to be you know changes with the G. There's just there's a lot of factors that go into play. But if you're asking me the bare minimum that I would want to see Trevor Lawrence in a Jaguars jersey where I could say, hey, man, it was worth it. You got our money's worth. First pick of the draft. I'm happy with it. I'm going to say either eight or nine years. Yeah, what, what year is like Matt Ryan going on in Atlanta now? Probably like 11, somewhere around there. Been there a decade. I'm trying to think of, of other quarterbacks. Obviously, Russell Wilson's at nine, going on year 10. Um uh, you know, Manning was there for seemingly forever, but he wasn't uh, probably there for 12 years, 13 years. Uh, Luck's career was shorter. Brady was there for some 20 years. Um, Cam Newton was even, I think, in Carolina for quite some time. It, it felt like Breeze was in since Actually, 2000 and what, six it was for the Saints. So 15 years. Uh, Rivers Matt Ryan, Ryan, I think, is going to 14 years. Is it 14? Wow. So he came out younger than I thought. OK, uh, so. 13, 14 years. I mean, so like you're talking franchise quarterbacks. Now, again, the dollars are different. This is not night. This is not 2008 anymore. Mm -hmm. Like the dollars factor in Mm -hmm. and how much can you afford and how do you craft your team? And what's the salary cap some seven years down the road? We don't know. The economics of the league could certainly change. Mm -hmm. But uh, I would say I'll tell you this. I've never really thought about this question until we just brought it up. You said like eight or nine years. I don't think you're that far off. I would, and again, this is, hey, Trevor Lawrence, we hit on him. He's good. Yeah. Like, he's as good as everybody thinks he is. He's He gives you a chance to win every year. He's our Matt Ryan. He's our Russell Wilson. He's our Tom Brady, right, here in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. That being said, I got to be honest, if he's here less than a decade, I'd, I'd be disappointed. Really? Oh, yeah. Uh, if he's... If I just, it's if so he's hard not, for me to see I, 10 I years project, in the future. <laughs> I, I know. I, I, yeah. Listen, I, I guess it's a hard question. Yeah. But my expectation is we just got the guy for the next 12 years. Okay. Like, it really is. Like, that's kind of the number that sticks well, in my the, mind. Like, we just s- got the quarterback. We don't have to worry about that position for a dozen years. We don't have to worry about that position in Jacksonville until 2000 and Larry Bird. Do you that's see Ur- – and I, I only got you there. Do you see Urban Meyer um, sticking around then for that long? No. No. Well, then it doesn't – so how do you feel about that, though? Well, I think Urban's – the coaching is different there. Listen, Urban Meyer sticks around for 12 years. He's now 68 years old, mm. uh, 69 years old. 
But see, I, I, here's that, here. that would be a. I I think some of these guys that talk about Urban, like the Feinbaum stuff with Urban saying, oh, he said three years. No, the window has not been like that anyway. Like they're kidding themselves. The window's more like six to seven years with Urban. But I would probably be disappointed if Urban's not here for six to seven years. Anything I'm, under that, I'm disappointed. Anything over that, I might be. I'm like, hey, that's pretty good that he's still here and they're doing well. Because again, six to seven years in the NFL being a coach, man, that's a pretty long tenure. I'm just saying, like, I wonder if the opinions would change with Trevor to stay, you know, like you want over a decade if Urban Meyer leaves in six or seven or eight years. Like, that whole conversation then has to happen. Well, here's what you hope, okay? Let's just say seven or eight years out of Urban Meyer. Okay. This perfect world situation I have painted in my mind. (laughs) Six, seven, eight, seven or eight years. Not even the sixth side, but the seven or eight years. And they're winning games, and they hopefully by then a Super Bowl, and they've built this thing up, and they're one of the better teams in the AFC and a perennial team. That's the hope. Trevor Lawrence is one of the top quarterbacks in the league for the next decade during that whole stretch. Now you're looking at Urban Meyer, and he's some 64, 65 years old at that time. And I think Urban Meyer goes to the beach. And who does he hand it off to? Maybe Joe Cullen's the next head coach by then, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe Daryl Bevel's the next head coach, and he's handing it off. I don't see Urban Meyer, but I have a hard time seeing a lot of guys. This isn't just an Urban thing. Like, the, I just have hard times. I, I always ask myself, why would you coach until you're 70? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. And I know a lot of guys do. The love of the game, Brent. Come I, on now, yeah, man. But I, so I'm not going to be out of control here with Urban. I don't think he's a three- or four-year guy unless it just fails. It's not. I don't think he's doing that here. I think he's here for a good six, seven, eight years, and that's a nice run in the NFL. And that would take him to 65 years old or so. But then you try to hand off to somebody who just keeps this engine going. Again, this is in a perfect world situation if I'm yeah, painting yeah. it like Shad Khan. Uh, but my quarterback's here for another six or seven years after that. You know, that that would be my plan. Uh, I see a 12-year run, if again, if Trevor Lawrence is is everything we think he is. Uh, I see a 12-year run here in Jacksonville. At min- I'd almost be disappointed, if not definitely disappointed, if it's under 10 years. Because I would say, I would blame the organization. Be like, what are you doing? Like, why aren't you keeping him? Mm. Right? Uh, this, this we hope, is a Patrick Mahomes-esque run. What yeah. did the Chiefs just do? They locked him up for a dozen years, essentially. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the expectation now. You got your well, guy, it, lock him up for a dozen years. Yeah, but let's... Be careful about comparing Trevor Lawrence to the to the Patrick Mahomes contract quite yet. He's, well, I know. There's still, well, we got a ways to go there. We're painting a picture of, of if it all falls right, though. Yeah, that's, I know. That's, but, I mean, that's, that's like, I know. I, I just, you know me, man. I, I have a hard time seeing into the future and I have a hard time, like, painting that perfect picture sometimes. Um, quick side note here. Uh, I'm going to call Steve Austin. You know, you said Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold. How if we just go to Silverware Steve Austin? Silverware Steve Austin. <laughs> because he comes up big right here. Yeah, he was uh, huge. You know, I went and got a little food. I, I even asked the folks. Sushi. Tell them tell what you got, though. Cause I got some sushi. Flex. Yeah. Because uh, I was like, That's a flex. what am I going to get? And to I saw lunch. sushi. I was like, I don't to eat lunch. sushi much. So I'm going to go, go get it. To go. To go. Is that okay? Lunch. I'm not no, using. It's, uh, it's, it's never chopsticks. not okay. You're not using chopsticks. Yes. I don't know how to use them. Not much of a flex there, but yes. No. Mm-hmm. And so I asked. I said, is there utensils, silverware in the bag? Yeah. And the lady said, yes. Yeah. And I got you. I didn't know. And so now I was kind of mad. Yeah. And so I was storming around looking for a spoon or a fork or something mm-hmm. to eat without my hands. I mean, because I actually had like a scoop. salad too. And we had the ice cream scoop. We're just waiting to be used in the kitchen. Well, that's what I always use. Folks used. over at WOKV came in handy. They, they had a spoon in there. It was good enough for me. But then, surprised they talked to you. Silver, silverware. Steve Austin comes yeah, in with a, bu- with, a, with a bunch of uh, forks. <laughs> uh, what's up, man? You, you trying to be the 
fort guy now? You support Steve Austin? Yeah, that's actually my new title. No, fort literally, guy. I actually brought brought in a bunch just so you didn't think I was like bringing you one single one that I touched with my hands. I like there's plastic on all of them and everything. I'm I like, mean, I really shouldn't say this, but I got to the point. I told the guy, folks at W is like, yeah, there's some unused ones over there. I was like, to be honest with you, I don't care if you ate with it this morning. I'm yeah. getting to the point where I need a utensil. <laughs> so, okay, uh, and I know I shouldn't say that's a COVID rule, but <laughs> no, I didn't mean it. But careful, I, I, mentally, careful. that's where I was at. Okay, people. Why was there silverware <laughs> in the promotions department? Yeah, are there uh, like other like X one hundred two or X? He's careful. X one hundred six point five like forks. No, no, oh. no. See, we would do you know we do events in the building here. We'd run events, bring people oh, in, and have food and stuff. And we just had all this leftover silverware. We probably still have forks left over from our one year anniversary party. That's a good point. Nobody's that, been in that, that room like ever since. From. That's yeah. a good it point. Might be. It could be like a cake. That Those could be the forks that we bought for the cake. It might be. Uh, we're we going to have that this year again. We were supposed COVID. to. COVID though. I haven't heard anybody say since. They had yeah. a meeting about it in, like, December. Yeah. And, uh, well, that anniversary was in January, so I think they missed so it. So it's whatever, then. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll go on year three. Yeah, I'll get year three. Right. I, I did have this. I was thinking of this recently. It was over Easter, and then Seth's parents came into town. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, we eat at our house that inside, like, more than we ever have over the last year, right? Yes. Because of been So that means we're doing the dishwasher way more, mm-hmm. cleaning dishes way more. Mm-hmm. Is it everybody's house and and this the same in everybody's place that there just are not enough forks to go around for a family of four? Like we run out of forks more than like anything. a lot. Oh, yeah. For, I mean, you know, there's there's some fork trolls out there. Sometimes that in the middle of the night they'll come and steal your forks. So that, that's what I'm convinced of because we've had a lot of forks go missing as well. Spoons we we have uh, an endless supply of. We really have a, a surplus of spoons and, and knives. I mean, don't get me started on knives. You just, you, knives are everywhere. But, They're uh, all over the place. But forks, man. Forks, they, they go a-missing. Forks are like socks in the laundry, man. They sounds go missing. Like a, sounds like a Netflix documentary to me. A little conspiracy? All or right. Fork uh, conspiracy? You asked Shoot me down. the over-under. Who would you put Who would you put more Dogecoin or Doggycoin or whatever on? Dogecoin? Yeah. Has, has some class. How do you say it? I think it's Dogecoin. Why can't Doge. we just call it Dogecoin? Hey, no one said you couldn't. I, I've called it Dogecoin many times. All call right. it Dogecoin. Well, we're calling it Dogecoin. You got it. Uh, over-unders. Yes. Pick one team. You asked me. Yes. I've got two candidates, okay? Hit me with them. I've got Atlanta Falcons over seven and a half. I think they're way better than their record was. The, okay. But that's ballsy, but, but I'm not going there. Oh, good. Because that, I mean, that's, okay. I got a lot of guts. I guess so, um, man. But is, I, Keep in mind, you're putting your house on this, by the way. But this is the one I do. Okay. Everybody's getting fired in Chicago. Chicago, under seven. Fool, those, f- both foolish... Foolish, foolish bets, in my opinion. Seven. The Bears. Yeah, seven. So, so the, the, they're gonna go six and ten or something like that. Six and eleven. I just think. Games. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, very <laughs> correct. See, right? I forgot about it already. I don't know, man. Uh, after what, what were they eight and eight last year? Yes. By the skin of their teeth. By the skin of their teeth. Okay. Okay. Now I'm. I don't like that at all, man. I, I think it's about a push of the Bears. To me, there's two obvious ones here. Okay. Go ahead and give me the Green Bay Packers with. Over 11. You're just trying to get kicked out of the state, man. No, I said over 11. I, you, I'm going to kick you out of the state. Oh, you want them over 11? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Packers over 11 because I, I don't, I can't see them losing six games. Can you with Aaron Rodgers and bringing back Aaron Jones? And I'm sure they're going to add another weapon in, in the draft. There's no way they're going to lose six games draft this year. another quarterback in the first round. No, that, that might <laughs> happen as well. Just to inspire Aaron Rodgers. That, that might happen as well. But no, give me Green Bay over 11 for sure. I don't know. I kind of feel Arizona. like Aaron Rodgers has been distracted by hosting uh, Jeopardy. He in the did it. He's fine. And then give me Arizona over eight as well. 
Of course. Of course. I mean, but hey, got any more brain busters? Arizona over eight wins. Uh, I told you what. They're, they're not gonna go. They're gonna go over five hundred. They I have to. No, they're gonna finish dead last in the NFC West. Doesn't mean anything. Can't go over eight hundred. It's hard. Or for five hundred, I mean. If you finish dead last so, in your division, it's hard to be over five hundred. So, do you think the Arizona Cardinals are gonna win eight games this year? Um, I would not put money on it. Do you want, let's go make a wager right now, then. Okay. You this right. is the this I'm is the gonna, first I'm wager. Right. I'm doing a parlay, by the way, over Atlanta and under Chicago. <laughs> All right, we'll settle the bet when Arizona, we come back. No, say it right now. Say Arizona won't win eight games this year. Arizona will not win eight games this year. All right, and that's locked Sorry, in. Sorry, ESPN 690, the desert. That's we'll locked be back in. here in Jacksonville next. You're crazy. Your decision as a general manager, a head coach, and an owner, if that's the type of individual you want to bring in the building, after you sit down and you interview him and talk to him and get to know him, if that's somebody you want to bring in the building, depending on who else you have around in the locker room, what are they? Do they have that edge? Are they the leaders? Do you have that particular guy in the huddle with him that could basically substitute what he's missing? And if you do, then maybe you're okay with that taking a guy like that. Me, I want my guys to be every single time. I don't give a damn. He could be the highest rated. I need that edge. I got to have it. Mm. I don't want Trevor Lawrence to leave the stadium, ever. I want him to bring a tent, (laughs) set up in the locker room. I don't want him to FaceTime his wife in the locker room. I want his head in the playbook at all times. And occasionally, you can go to the bathroom. But besides that, it's all football, Trevor, all the time. I think a little bit of this, I'm trying to think of, first of all, I'm not surprised I said this. I'm not surprised to see some of it. Oh, it's I, we're, we're bored, Brent. It's a, it well, it's, it's a combination. Yeah, it's a little bit of boredom. I mean, I think a lot of the Justin Fields talk has been some of the boredom of it, right? It's mm-hmm. a long period in between. There's even extra time to fill with less content because of no combine or some things like that interviews even have been seems like less people are getting interviewed mm-hmm. <laughs> there's not these tours going around of of uh this media car wash if you will um but i do think when it comes to trevor this sports illustrated article gave some of the national folks and some of anybody something that trevor lawrence had not given us yet and you know what that is this small window to criticize his play is hardly Anything you can criticize. Mm. The guy's never lost. Mm. Like, hardly ever lost. Mm. He's won national titles. He's played well immediately. What can you criticize? Like, I seriously do an interview with Dabo Swinney, uh, which will run this weekend, by the way, on Action Sports Check's primetime, 1030 on Fox 30 Sunday and 1130 on CBS 47. We'll also have it for you early next week. But here on ESPN 690. Um, and I said, the only thing I can find to critique this guy, criticize this guy at all is, and it's more of a curiosity, is what happens when he does lose three or four in a row? Like, everybody's asking that question about Urban Meyer. Well, what about this kid? Like, what happens when he loses three games in a row? Like, what is he going to do? And we asked Daniel Jeremiah that question, right? And he said, yeah. I have no problem with that. I'm, I'm sure he's going to get fired up about it and, yeah. and take accountability. Now, if he goes in the tank, then I have concern. No, but uh, that's, so, I mean, that's more like it's probably going to happen. Yeah. yeah. And, and so that's, so if you take that, right, we have, 
oh, what, seven years, high school and college, to critique and, and, and analyze and all this stuff about this great prospect coming out. Mm-hmm. And you really have no window of opportunity to critique anything because he's hardly done interviews over the last few months. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have the Ohio State game against Justin Fields in, in the semifinal, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Well, he does a Sports Illustrated article, opens the door to this small little window to, hey, you can criticize me here if you, if, because of what I said. Go ahead if you want to, and then people jump in on it. I feel like that's a little bit why we're getting some of this right now. Um, and by the way, I couldn't disagree with what Keyshawn said. You can't be a leader if you don't have an edge. Like, if you don't say, I have a chip on my shoulder, you can't be a leader. This guy just won all these games in high school and in college from the quarterback position. You're telling me he's not a good leader? Like, that can't even be a question. From that position, you have to be a good leader if you're going to win games. The guys that he's about to play with in that locker room, they, they don't care about the article. Because that, to me, is what Keyshawn was trying to allude to. Is like, well, what are his teammates going to think about this article? What are his teammates going to think about the dedication and, and all of this stuff? And I'll be honest, I'm already sick and tired of talking about it. But the fact that we have a guy in Kyler Murray two years ago who was a baseball player and a football player now, the things against Kyler Murray, what was it? The hand size, you know, his height, all of this stuff. But I didn't hear people's I didn't hear teammates questioning Kyler Murray if he loved football enough because there were still talks of those baseball contracts for a while. I didn't hear scouts arguing, oh well, we should probably stay away from Kyler Murray because he plays baseball as well. I didn't hear the national media saying, oh, this Kyler Murray guy. I don't know if you really drafted him because what happens if he go plays baseball two years later? That was never a narrative. And if you want to talk about if somebody's loyal to the game and they're competitive, I would put Trevor Lawrence way, way ahead of Kyler Murray, who play who could play two professional sports. But let's go ahead and make fun of Trevor Lawrence. Let's go ahead and call Trevor Lawrence out over one small quote. Like I said, though, that was yesterday. I'm over it, man. I'm in a lot better mood today than I was yesterday. Uh, and I'm past it. Yeah. Um, well, listen, I... I... I think what you just brought up is a very interesting one. I'm not going to sit here and say nobody said that. Nobody brought up Kyla Murray. Will okay. he go to baseball at some point? In fairness, because but, I don't know if, if nobody said it. But I, it's okay. a great comment. I didn't, I didn't hear one person. I, I mean, maybe they did, but I don't remember anybody talking about how, you know, we, we have to question his love for the game because of baseball. It's a great comp. It really is. That's And I don't remember that being an overriding. In fact, it was like, Thank goodness he's coming to play football. That's what it yeah. felt like, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're all excited. And and right, that's an interesting bet right there. What's a better chance of happening? Like Trevor Lawrence retiring six years from now, yeah. or Kyler Murray going to try baseball and say, "I think I can do both." Yeah, right? yeah true. Good point. I mean, I'd probably put my money on. I definitely put my money on Kyler Murray. Yeah. Right. That's, yeah, a great, that's a great cop right there. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, we just had that narrative a couple years back. Still think Arizona's finishing dead last in the NFC West. They might put the win over eight games, so that's easy money from my standpoint. I can't wait, man. That's a that's an easy uh, cha-ching for me. Hey, Jags fans, you can win a chance to meet the pick courtesy of TIAA Bank. Just visit TIAABank.com slash meet the pick to register each day through draft night a couple weeks away. No purchase required to enter or win. For eligibility and other details, see the official rules at TIAABank.com slash meet the pick. We'll be right back. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.